0: On today's show. We do our best to relive the nightmare that was the Grizzlies at the Hornets.
1: And injuries in the front court abound should head coach Steve Clifford consider something very radical on Wednesday. We
0: talk more Hornets before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You are locked on Hornets
1: are locked on Uh, locked on locked on hornets your daily charlotte hornets podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Welcome into Locked on Hornets. It's Hornets Talk for the Hardcore fan here on a Tuesday morning. We are counting down the hours to Thanksgiving when we can be with family and friends and food and all of the good things that come along with that holiday. Hope you have a great one as well. We're coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful uptown Charlotte, where we are preparing. To go live on YouTube, once again, locked on Hornets live tonight at 6 o'clock p.m. with very special guest, Hornets Radio play-by-play announcer, Steve Martin. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the other legend, David Walker.
0: (laughs) We are barely eligible to even speak to the god of Steve Martin, but I'm excited.
1: We're not not worthy. worthy!
0: (laughs) that's that's actually that's a pretty odd comparison all
1: right well we are part we we may not be worthy but we are part of the locked on podcast network and that makes us very lucky it's your team every day go to itunes search locked on and find podcast on the nfl golf fantasy sports it's the fastest growing podcast network in the world and david Why I say we're lucky to be part of it is because we get to hang out and talk to and get information from all of the other smart basketball guys that we have, including uh, Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs. He'll be on tonight to give us a preview of the San Antonio Spurs, get us ready for Wednesday night's game. But let's start in the Spectrum Center where the Hornets made a valiant run to dig themselves out of a big hole of their own making, but they fell short to the Memphis Grizzlies. Charlotte got down ten points, about three blinks after tip-off. Perimeter defense once again an issue. Mike Connolly went five of eight from beyond the arc. Marcus Gasol bringing the big Spain from deep. He was two of three. The Grizz go twelve of sixteen. That's forty six point two percent. If you don't have your calculators out, not good. The second unit made a run late. Th- in the third and into the fourth quarter, Frank Kaminsky goes 9 of 11 from the field for 23 points. Spencer Hawes added 14 in the second half after missing his first seven shots. The bench helping to get what was a 26-point deficit all the way down to nine points early in the fourth quarter, but Marc Gasol, Mike Connolly, Vince Carter, and the stifling defense of Tony Allen just proving to be too much for the Charlotte Hornets. They lose 105 to 90 and moved to 8 and 5 on the season Steve Clifford after the game
0: Everything always starts with the right intensity and the right concentration and we haven't had that for two games so uh you know it can change quickly in this league good to bad bad to good you know hopefully we learned a lesson tonight we'll be better on Wednesday
1: Head coach Steve Clifford seeing this game as an extension of the really tough loss to the New Orleans Pelicans in overtime. David, you called this game a, quote, disaster, unquote, to me in an iMessage. What did you mean by that?
0: (laughs) Uh, It's pretty self-explanatory, I feel like. It was a disaster from the opening possession. You know, the, the Grizzlies missed a shot. Uh, the Hornets had a chance at the rebound. It was taken away by Tony Allen, and then they turned around and hit a three, and that was pretty much the story of the game. The Grizzlies came in and beat up the Hornets uh, on their own block, punched them right in the face, and the Hornets you know, took forever to wake up. And, I mean, that. yeah, they made a run, Uh, but to me that, that run was almost just like, well, basketball is a game of runs and eventually you're going to make a run and some you're going to get a few stops and make a few baskets. I mean, it was, it was ugly. It was awful. And you can hear Clifford teetering. I mean, he, I tell you what, another performance like that, and he will be irate going into the Thanksgiving holiday as well. He should be Doug. I mean, concentration to me was the biggest thing because like I said, you had, uh that rebound taken away to start the game you had free throws that were missed that are generally a strong point for the hornets you had errant passes like passing across the defense across the court against the grizzlies team that just wants you to do that so they can get steals which they did um defensive assignments i mean good lord how many times did you know were there easy buckets inside of paint in, in the first half we could go on and on doug but i just overall it was it was, it was a, a poor, poor game carrying over, I, I guess, some from the Pelicans game. But, I mean, this was just a team that was ready to play in the Grizzlies. And they were going to bully the Hornets. And they were the aggressors. And the Hornets started to look for calls. And uh, that's not that's not going to work in the NBA. I mean, the referees called it. You know, there, there may have been some calls that they disagreed with. But I thought the Grizzlies were the aggressors. So they were going to get the benefit of any of those calls. And the Hornets just did not react. Um, and and Clifford's right, two games in a row, weren't ready to play mentally. I thought, and it should.
1: You feel you feel better now? Did you get that? You got that off your not chest? Not really. <laughs> not really. I
0: buried it. I went to sleep and I buried it. Now it's now it's all back.
1: Uh, well, listen, yeah, I mean, you're, you're completely right about everything. I mean, the, the Memphis Grizzlies uh, came into this thing with a four-game winning streak and a lot of energy and, uh, you know, a renewed sense of their season. Uh, and we got a preview of that from uh, Peter Edmiston, who covers the Grizzlies for Locked On Grizzlies. He said, look, you know, this team started out the season poorly, lost a couple of games big because they tried to reinvent the wheel. David Fisdell went back to what has made the Memphis Grizzlies a successful team for years and years and years. Grit and grind and defense and getting the ball to Marc Gasol and and all of that uh, tended to work for the Memphis Grizzlies. Gasol had four assists on their first four makes and then he dropped a three-pointer which we knew was coming. I just didn't think it would happen as early uh, as it did. And you could really see, David, I thought, the absence of Cody Zeller in this game even more so because I sort of downplayed Cody Zeller's absence in the New Orleans Pelicans game. But in this one, you know, he, Clifford opting to start Roy Hibbert in this one, and I knew that was going to be a tough matchup because Marcus Gasol too big to put... Uh, Marvin Williams on you just can't do it it's not like Al Horford or somebody where you can try to front and get physical um, Marcus Gasol would have just eaten Marvin Williams alive so you have to put Hibbert and Hibbert early in the game tried to play up on Gasol do his best to, to stay in front of Gasol but it seemed like every possession you could see what the issues were going to be because you know if he sagged back in the pick and roll to try to help on Connolly then Gasol was wide open, and he wasn't necessarily taking shots. As I said early on, he was uh, uh, dishing the ball out off of off of that pick and roll. And shout out to our listener from down under, Twiggy, on Twitter, who tweeted pregame, with Cody out and Hibbert on a minutes restriction still, I'd kind of like to see Spencer Hawes start, keep the ball movement up. I think uh, Twiggy was right about maybe Hawes starting would have been a better option for the Hornets, I think, but but Clifford is obviously trying to work Roy Hibbert back into a rhythm. He he had you know Hibbert had confidence issues in the past, and coming into the season, you probably don't want to mess with that necessarily, and for a game in November, but. Later in the game, David, we saw Spencer Hawes and his energy and his ability to stay with Gasol, both out on the three point line in the pick and roll and also, uh, you know, match up with him underneath. We saw that energy and movement was much more effective against Mark, and, and the Hornets maybe could have used that early in the game. What do you think about that?
0: I mean, I guess. I just don't think starting Spencer Hawes is a viable option for this team right now. It's either well, going to be play, Cody, you know, Hold on now.
1: He played 37 minutes. So, I mean, he, even though he didn't start, fine. That, that's they, great. they leaned not, on him. I mean,
0: yeah, the, the Hornets were also down 26 by the time this game got going. I mean, But what I'm saying don't is, don't, don't you think they game. could have
1: staved off that start a little bit had had somebody been well, in I mean, there? That... They,
0: the, the lead didn't really balloon until right before halftime. Um so, I don't know. I mean, Spencer Hall, I'm 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 fine with Spencer Haw's. I don't I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know that anyone was solving what the Grizzlies were doing last night to be honest because you had guys that were cutting to the basket, you had guys that were trying to help, and then they had their guys, you know, you had um gosh, I think Bellinelli sessions a couple of times. I mean, just to help defense that was going all wrong and leading to easy baskets. So, I mean, yeah, if you want to put somebody out there on Marcus all but I, I don't I mean I don't think there was one thing that was going to solve the issue last night.
1: I think things started to snowball early in the game and it affected, you know, Nick Batum's turnovers affected his confidence. Everything that was going on around the team I think shook Kimball Walker to a certain extent. He was frustrated most of the game and you didn't see it really pick up until it was too late. Again, late in that third quarter early in the fourth. Hornets 21 of 33 from the free throw line. They now rank 20th in the league. In free throw percentage, they ranked fifth last season. Uh, they didn't add a Dwight Howard type who should be affecting things like this, like this, like it is. Ramon Sessions was the one player they added who gets to the line and doesn't knock them down all that well. But in my mind, that's not enough to explain it. The Hornets depend on the free throw line to help steady their ship. So it's not. You know, sometimes you go well. You know, free throws make or miss. You know, it's going to be on some nights, not on some nights. But they really depend on this team depends on the free throw line, and, and so far, it hasn't been there to the level that that they've needed it to be to be there. And you know, again, it's certainly one little thing in a game full of uh, mistakes and errors. But it, it's something that's becoming a little bit of a trend. And I, you know, I don't know how you get that worked out, but. You know, if you're a Hornets fan, you want to see that improve, certainly.
0: Yeah, I mean, Marco hadn't missed one, I think, until last weekend. And then he missed one, I believe, against the Pelicans. And then he missed another last night. So, yeah, that's been a thing that had kept them in games, you know, to this early start of the season when they were down in some of those early games, getting in those holes again, you know, which is a theme now. They're getting in these early holes uh, the free throws kept a minute but i mean sessions missed two again i don't know if that hand is really bothering him oh well i do know that hand looks like it's really bothering him
1: yeah he had it taped up pretty pretty good last night
0: yeah so, so, so that,
1: that could be a, that could be an issue as well uh marvin williams 24 minutes 0 of 6 from the field 0 points 3 rebounds 1 assist the struggles continue for marvin as we profiled in the last show david
0: yeah i mean another horrible game but, again, the only person that played well in this game was Frank Kaminsky. And even he had his his moments of of, of loss on defense. Um, but, yeah, no, not, a, not the rebounding. And they tried to get Marvin going at the beginning, it seemed like. They got him a post-up, and he had a couple early looks at threes. Not great looks, but, you know, um, tough to get going against the Grizzlies. But they're certainly going to need – I mean, look, I think at some point you can just watch this game away. you're going to have a game like this where everybody plays like – too Okay. And and that's <laughs> and that's right. and that's what happened. And that's what happened last night. And the Grizzlies are really, really good. Um Mike you know, Connolly is
1: a joy to watch one on one. It's it's tough when it comes against the team uh that you cheer for, but I think you have to respect what Mike Connolly is doing right now. You know, he got the big paycheck, highest paid player in the yeah. league and uh he's he already has 3 I saw on statmuse already has 3 30 point games including this one scored 31 points on 11 of 21 shooting mm-hmm. so he already has 3 30 point games this season he's never had more than 2 so yeah you know healthy, that basically right? I mean, was well, well he's healthy and you know the Memphis Grizzlies made a big bet on him and and so far at least early in the season he's coming through but he you know he broke down Kemba off the dribble several times got the penetration that he needed and and was able to create with it and you know the the problem is that there's so many other weapons that they have including Marcus who draws attention there there was less that the Hornets could do to help Kemba Walker stay with Mike Connolly because you know those those type of matchups it's just the NBA everyone's too talented to stay, especially when you get into elite guards like that, because Mike Connolly had had trouble staying with Kemba. Kemba has trouble staying with Mike Connolly. It's it's you know, you gotta find help, but it's just like with the Grizzlies, there was only a certain amount of help that they could give Kemba and uh you know Mike Connolly was able to to get by him several times. So, okay. yeah, just a tough game. Yeah. Bright spot, though, as you mentioned, Frank Kaminsky, 23 points, three of four from beyond the arc, but even more impressive, his versatility on offense, being able to to drive to the rim and finish through contact a few times, mm-hmm. spin moves, posting up. He was confident. He wanted the ball. He had that amazing yeah. and one kind of circus shot finish, uh, and, and he was feeling it, uh, but at the same time, 23 points. That's awesome. They needed that off the bench. Zero rebounds, zero assists. <laughs> you know, one steal, three blocks. He did have that amazing block against Zach Randolph. Again, he was doing things mm-hmm. that make you forget about the fact that he had zero rebounds. That's tough.
0: Yeah, I think the silver lining in that. Well, I mean, it's not a silver lining. It's 23 points in 20 minutes, and that was impressive. Uh, like you, I Absolutely. saw that he was ag- he was aggressive and he was wanting the ball. So I think that's the biggest thing to me, that not only is he looking comfortable, he's looking confident, and he is wanting the ball. And against those second units, don't you think that can, I mean, he can probably be that guy that they've been looking for, especially off the bench, to go in there against these second units and provide a punch. I mean, if anyone else had come to play last night, you know, they would have had more of a shot in this game. And so not to poo-poo his game or anything, that's that's two poo mentions. That's three, three if you count, really? If you count two, yeah. Because you doubled up. Um,
1: that's four. You, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, th- so that's encouraging, right? Now you want to string a couple of those together. This is something we tried to get from Cody early on in his career. Um, uh-huh. You know, He had a horrible, horrible game uh, a couple games ago. He has a really good game here. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do against the Spurs. But, I mean, you have to be encouraged by that. And, you ha- and not just that he scored, but like you said, the way he scored. Hit, hit from three. Hit inside, was banging against guys, so it was not shining away from contact. And it looks like when he sees any advantage height-wise or, or otherwise, quickness even, he's, he's looking to take advantage of it, which is good from a, from a second-year guy and an experienced guy who clearly knows how to score.
1: And I only mentioned zero rebounds because I think if you if you read the highlights or or read the blurbs from this game, it's going to say Frank Kaminsky twenty three points. And then you go, wait a minute, how did Marvin Williams do? And you look at you you listen to the last show, and then you look at his stats from this game, and you go, wait a minute, should Frank Kaminsky be competing or at least be in consideration for the starting four spot? And, and I just caution. That because of the physicality that Marvin Williams brings, yes, he's slumping. Yet there could be confidence issues. Uh, You know, I don't. Who knows? I mean, it's a well. First of all, Marvin Williams might be the only healthy front court player the Hornets have left uh, at (laughs) at some point. So you got to you got to factor that in as well. But um, I just caution because Frank lacks that. Physicality right now that Marvin Williams yeah. can bring you. I mean, they 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 can switch Marvin onto an opposing center if need be. It's it's tougher to do that with Frank Kaminsky when when he struggles. You know, he struggles to rebound. He struggles to to, mm-hmm. to get physical. So that's the only reason I bring that up, David. Um, yeah. All right, the Hornets. Next, yeah. The Hornets next game is. Sorry, <laughs>
0: I'm just like. Ugh. I mean, look. Uh, 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 I mean, look. Tony Allen had 12 points. Uh, the the Grizzlies shut the lights out from three. A corner of three, three I mean, and a long two. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> shot.
1: Here's the thing. They shot lights out from three, but th- that that would be. Uh, you would say, oh well, you know, they just made the three pointers. But well, they teams wide are open, a lot of- well, they're wide open, and teams are consistently getting wide open three point attempts against uh, the Hornets. And uh, they they're knocking them down. So you can't really say, well, you know, they just shot well in this game. The Hornets have to chalk this one up. I think it's there are some systemic issues that that the Hornets were able to fight through in in the early go and and against some a little bit weaker competition, right? And now you're starting to see um, sort of some of those things come to bear. On top of the injuries that the Hornets are dealing with. We'll get to that in a second. Hornets' next game is Wednesday night. They welcome Mark's bro, 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 pal Gasol, and the San Antonio Spurs. And hey, speaking of that game, we will be giving out tickets to one lucky viewer of our live show tonight, six o'clock p.m. YouTube.com forward slash locked on Hornets. We'll be talking to the GOAT, the legend. Steve Martin, Hornets play-by-play announcer. Join us and get a chance to win tickets to Wednesday night's game. All right, so the big news after the game is that Frank Kaminsky suffered a sprained ankle. You saw him go down late in the game. A lot of people thought he might have gotten hit in the face or, or something like that, but he was actually actually sprained his ankle. We're not going to get any more information until uh, something it, it's looked at this morning, so make sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets to get the latest information on that if it hasn't already come out by the time you listen to this. So we're gonna get more on that, but you know, with ankle sprains, it, it's it could it's so varied. If it's a high ankle sprain, oh God, that's a big deal. If mm-hmm. it's um, you know a mild ankle sprain, then you know you could be talking a couple games. Who really knows? But uh, it's you know certainly sprained ankle nothing to uh, uh, nothing to take lightly. And then Cody Zeller, no timetable for his return. He's still dealing with an injury to his right shoulder. He had the MRI, David. No structural damage, but they said a few days ago he couldn't lift it. And you know there's no timetable for return. Seems like there's a lot of pain going on there. You will remember, David, he missed six games in January of this year last season for that same – he injured a ligament in that right shoulder. I mean, there's I guess no structural damage. That would say to me there's no ligament damage, but uh, still can't lift it. Uh, So issues there for Cody Zeller. Um, And then you've got Roy Hibbert still on a minutes restriction. He's been hobbled by that knee injury. And then Christian Wood who was assigned to the D league. They recalled him, Oh come on! but he sprained his ankle. Come on. So he was in a, he was in a suit last night on the bench. So I I feel like the Hornets, they, they did it last night. I sort of joked that they were going to do it. And then I looked at the box score, uh, and and sure enough, they broke open the glass case labeled Hawes, 35 plus minutes only open in an emergency. (laughs) They did it. They broke the glass and, um, I would not expect anything less from Hawes oh, God, in, in this next affair in San Antonio. I think he plays thirty-five plus. The Hornets are 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 needing bodies, and they're going to need quickness again against Paul Gasol. He can stretch you out. They're going to need that quickness. I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it, David. I think they should consider starting Spencer Hawes for the time being because
0: well, they might have to.
1: Well, because look, you know, Roy <laughs> Hibbert's already going to be on a minutes restriction, and I just feel like. Uh Hawes is playing well right now. He had 10 rebounds. What was his final box score line? 14 points. No, wait. Yeah, 14 points. Mm -hmm. He didn't miss his first seven shots, but then he got it on roll in the second half. Six of fourteen from the field, two of four from Beyond the Arc, 10 rebounds, an assist, a steal, two blocks. So he was active, you know, underneath defensively. Is he going to do Spencer Hall's things? Is he going to make certain mistakes? He had three turnovers oh in this game. Yes.
0: The step back. The step back.
1: Yeah, step I know. I get it. Hey, listen. <laughs> I get
0: it. No, but I get it, too. I know you're saying it's it's just like the more you play him, the more likelihood of one of those things happening. And those have been cut down on this year. And look, I, Spencer's played well this year, especially when he's been called upon in, in not limited minutes, but in, in shorter supply. I think he's been great. Um, when he did that step back when he did his Kimba impression last night, I, I just, I closed my eyes. I looked up to the ceiling and I just took a second and I just asked, you know, what is going on in this planet of ours? But, um, I I mean, it's an interesting thought, Doug. I mean, where do you, where do you land on this though? If, If they're, if Clippers trying to develop some sort of bench and, and starters roles, I mean, don't you think sticking with Hibbert, even if it's for the first 10 minutes, um, makes some sense or do you you would just rather have hauls from the get-go
1: i think when you're in a situation where you're down so many bodies and i yeah. i just think that you you have to go okay look we're not going to get any kind of uh you know, semblance of a rotation you know or bench rotation until all of these guys get healthy so if zeller's not able to return in any kind of capacity i just think that you have to consider it Just from the standpoint of energy and intensity, and needing that at the start of a game, because you're seeing time after time, and it's not necessarily Roy Hibbert's fault, but he's he's just limited. He was already limited when he was fully healthy in terms of how far out he could guard. We knew that, but then you take into account that, that there may be issues with the knee. And that's why these he's limited on his minutes. Then that adds a whole new element. And then you add on to that that Spencer Hawes is playing well and offering that energy. And I think that you just have to, I think you just have to consider starting him. Uh, I'll give you the final thought, David, and we'll get out of here.
0: I think he'll play more minutes than Roy Hibbert, but I think Roy Hibbert will still start if healthy.
1: But listen, if these, you're, these, listen, if you're a betting injuries. person, you got to... I just said final word, and I just interrupt you. I'm sorry, but if you're a betting person, you have to bet on Steve Clifford sticking with his rotations. I'm just saying yeah. I would consider starting Steve Clifford. I, tra- I would consider starting Spencer Hawes. Now that would but, be a bold move. <laughs> but I'm not Steve Clifford, uh, and, and I don't claim I to be. I start Patrick Ewing before I start <laughs> Steve Clifford, though. Shut up. All right, that's (laughs) that's all the time we have for this edition of Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We had fun this morning. We're going to have even more fun tonight when we talk about our Thanksgiving food starting five, and we're going to talk to Steve Martin, Hornets play-by-play announcer. Maybe he'll give us some answers. He'll settle this debate for us. David, follow us on Twitter, at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes. While you're there, if you don't mind, just give us a five-star review real quick Help hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast. Helps us move up the rankings. And uh, listen, we're offering you the best, absolute best Hornets talk week, daily. No one else is doing it like we're doing it. And we appreciate every one of your five-star reviews and every single one of your listens. And, uh, you know, that's why we do this every weekday. Shoot us your Hornets questions, your thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com, and we will answer them tonight. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's Swarm Charlotte. So what if I like to stay up late and watch TV? Don't blame it on